Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. Yo, what up? This is LL Cool J. Hey, y'all. This is Alicia Keys. Your variety hits. This, this, this is 87.1 Caroline Radio. You're listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio. KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, just like the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. Welcome back, listener. How are you doing? I'm glad you had a good week. So, you know, I've been speaking to people all over the world, and depending on when this is aired, you'll remember that yesterday, or who knows what day it is, but the last, one of the last episodes you listened to was from someone who's living all the way in Nepal. Well, we're joined by someone else um, a little bit closer to wherever in the world I am. We're joined by a woman in Germany who, whose name is Hermione, and she does a lot of work with user, user research and user... Um, you, she, she can tell us more about it. And basically, she came to uh, one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, and she wanted to ask some blind people in the world some questions about how we use technology or something to that effect. So I thought, oh, that would be really, really a really good way for her to do her research would be to create a podcast so that a lot of the world can hear what she's doing and think about these questions. So Hermione, if you want, you can, you can dive right into it with your questions or introduce yourself or both. So go right ahead. Sure. Hi, Aaron. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I'll tell you some things about myself real quickly. Um, so I'm Hermione again. I'm a user experience designer. Uh, that means that I, I make products um, and technology uh, usable, you know, and enjoyable, accessible for humans. I focus on accessibility and I enjoy designing health-related products. So um, a month ago, I made the decision to create a blog, which is called Accessibility Interviews. And so, yeah, I make a small discussion with people and try to understand how they use the internet. And easy as that. Go right ahead. Okay. (laughs) So um, maybe you want to tell me some things about yourself, Aaron, at first, you, you know, just to know you. Sure, sure. Of course I can. So in, in summary, my, my name is Aaron Richmond. I'm the host of the Aaron's Opinion podcast. Um, my, in basically a very general CV, uh, I, my academic background is in the field of international relations. Uh, my day job is I'm a teacher. I teach English online uh, for a company that I, I prefer to keep to myself, but I'm a uh, English as a second language teacher. And um, I got into podcasting a few months ago, actually last fall, and I just love doing this. It's just a really, a really interesting hobby. And with every guest, I keep learning from the world and I keep, I really enjoy being able to give people the chance to tell different interesting stories. It's like being an author. It's really, it's really cool. And it's a really, it's a really good use of my time, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And I live somewhere in the world. Um, Also for having nothing to do with you, Hermione, uh, my, my location must be undisclosed. That's a, whole long other disturbing story but i I have to keep my location private yes Mm -hmm. so go right ahead with with your questions 
Um, okay, great. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you want to also tell me some things about um, how how do you use uh, the internet? Like, um, how is it to? Like, mm -hmm. So the way. So I'll, I'll answer for me. Yeah, yeah. Every blind person is different. So basically, the way that I use the internet is I use Apple products and I use VoiceOver to navigate everything I'm doing from Zoom right here to my teaching. It's all through VoiceOver. And Apple is really amazing and really perfect because the VoiceOver software has made navigating the world of technology significantly easier and less cumbersome for people who are blind. So that's basically how I do it. By no means am I someone who is particularly advanced in technology. In fact, I make a point of saying, I don't really care too much about technology as long as I can use it. I don't make any hobby of figuring out, well, why does this work? Well, why does that work? Well, you know what? I don't know. I'm a teacher. I'm just trying to teach people English. If I wanted to know how things worked, I would have been an engineer. Those people do that all day. They worry about, well, how does this work? Well, I don't know. But but that's that's what I do. I just use it the best I can. But I will say that Apple products have really have made things significantly easier. Basically, the argument why technology is is invented, we like to say that, oh, we're inventing technology because we're creative. Well, actually, no, we invent things because we want to create a shortcut. And Apple has given blind people a shortcut to access to accessing the world. Mm -hmm. So I've heard a lot of people um, saying good things about Apple products. Um, did you have any bad experience with, um, you know, other other so other companies? I have. Um, I've had. Um, in general, I've had. <laughs> how do, how do I phrase this? I've had. Um, I've had mixed experiences with the Windows side. I've had either really good experiences with Microsoft mm -hmm. over the years when I was younger. I'm, I'm 28 years old. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I was younger, I had good experiences with Windows. Um, but I just kind of felt that as time went on, it just got too, it, it just kind of, I just kind of lost interest in it. And then with Apple, I just totally lost interest in, in the Microsoft side. Um, but that's, that is, but thank you for asking that question. And you need to ask it because the world has invested so much more time, energy, and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into Microsoft than they've ever done with Apple. So actually Microsoft is far more important than Apple ever is. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a really important point to make in your study. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, you are using Apple products now, so I guess that you are using a MacBook, let's say, right? Well, this is the iMac. Mm -hmm, the iMac. So this is an iMac, and then the microphone is actually a gaming headset. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's okay for podcasting. You know, it's not, it's not the best, but it gets, it gets me from, you know, point A to Z. You know, I, I feel like I'm able to accomplish the mission with this, with this headset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, do you want to explain to me the process of um, getting into a call with me via Zoom? Uh, just yes, you know, the process. Oh, yes, yeah. the process is that I uh, basically turned off the voiceover on my mm -hmm. computer and I used the uh, mouse to kind of navigate the screen and to know, you know, the the talk back on the screen tells me, you know, to push the start button. And then I pushed a button that said, join the audio. And then you were already in the waiting room. So then my voiceover software was able to tell me that there's a button that says accept. So the voice gives the 
blind person feedback as they're navigating through the menus of Zoom, which is why Zoom has become the go-to for podcasting because it's so simple and it and it does mm-hmm. what we need it what we need it to do. Yeah. Yeah, great. Because I want I was wondering, like, uh, why did you chose uh, Zoom, for example? Wouldn't I mean, yeah, wouldn't all mm-hmm. German people choose Zoom? I mean, isn't that the go-to in Germany? To yeah, choose it Zoom? is. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just. Um, I was wondering why uh, you also chose uh, Zoom. Like, sure, is sure. it also easy for you? Like, Zoom? yes, it is. Yes, yeah, significantly easier. I've had some really, you know, I used to record over Skype, um, but then I, <laughs> then I got into a situation where I, I recorded an entire episode and then I couldn't get Skype to give me the audio back. Oh. <laughs> and then the so I had to basically, I had to improvise. I had to record with another microphone and kind of create a recording out of a recording. And that, that so I said from that day, I said, no, not, not going back to Skype. This is why everybody else is on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, great. So uh, do you remember when was the last time when you struggled at using a website or a platform? Like I, I do not. I mean... You know, I only spend time using things for my job or podcast. So I really, I, there, there I can't help you because I can't mm-hmm. really recall a specific factual time. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I, that I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, were, um, were there any kind of uh, platforms that uh, you are struggle using, for example? When you try to buy something, um, because I've read that um, blind people um, struggle with uh, retail shops on the internet. They probably do, um, but in my country, in the States, um, there's been a big push to make sure that a lot of the e-commerce websites are more accessible. So that used to be, I will tell you that I, I do not do that. Um, it's, it's, it's a long story. I happen to live with my parents and brothers. So other people in my household do those things, but I will tell you that, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that has been, that has been a significant challenge for blind people in the past. Um, but, um, but yeah, now I don't, I, I, I don't think that's a terrible challenge. It's not as bad of a challenge as it once was. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now that you are teaching, what kind of uh, platform do you use to teach? Like Zoom is okay for you to teach or are you? Well, the company, uh, Company X, let's call it. Company X built a platform uh, similar to, uh, to, similar to a Skype, Skype-like mm-hmm. software where you have one end is the teacher, one end is the student, it's a video. And then, you know, on one side of the screen, you have a translation tool, you have a text, a, a text chat where you can type to the person. So company X, as I call them, built a software um, that they run on for teachers. They have us use the Chrome, the Chrome side, the Chrome browser. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, can I ask that, like uh, the company that you're working um, for, um, only blind people are working in this uh, company or no that's no great great excellent question Hermione no in fact um I was I am suspicious to this day that I was probably the first if not one of the first 
uh, blind people to be hired by that company, for which I am forever grateful to them for that. Um, since, actually, it's cool. This is a great question because I can talk about a really interesting thing. Um, because now there's another blind person who works for the company. Uh, obviously, we live, you know, we're all like re remotely scattered all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, she, the, 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 new blind person came to me and said that that the company um she was saying how you know she's blind herself and she asked the company what to do and the company actually put her in touch with me so i thought that was really cool that they did that but i i have found that yeah um no it's a company mostly for people who are sighted uh, i'm it's me and i think one other person happened happened to be blind in it yes that's really great. Um, so I was going to ask, um, so the platform that are, you are using to teach other people, right? So um, did they build this platform considering you um, or how did that happen exactly? Or well, by no means. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Uh, by no means. No, um, no, absolutely not. Uh, the company, as far as I recall, and as far as I was aware at the time, the company had been in, in business at least, oh, at least for four years before I joined it in 2015, summer mm -hmm. of. Um, so no, it wasn't anything uh, special that they had built. Uh, I, I certainly, I certainly am not very important, but I, have, I appreciate the fact that you think I'm so important, but I'm just a talk show host from somewhere in the universe. I, I don't, I don't, I know they did not build it just for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, uh, when you tried to use that platform, was it easy for you? Yes. Yes it, yes, it was. Yes, it is easy. It was easy and it is easy. And that's one of the reasons why I was able to, uh, you know, apart from my love for teaching, I was able to maintain an interest in it um, beca because of its ease of use. And I, I think the voiceover on, you know, the Apple side really, really, really helps with that. Yeah. Okay, that's mm -hmm. great. Um, so, um, do you also want to tell me um, what what kind of platforms are you using? Like, what are your favorite applications, let's say, or websites or places that you are visiting on the internet? Well, when when I'm not teaching, I spend obviously an enormous amount of time in podcasting. So the you know the podcasting mm -hmm. client, YouTube, Netflix, just like anyone else. That's that would be most of my most of my experience or most of my traffic would be spending time in that in that arena i guess you can say so netflix you said and yes yes netflix so um how is netflix exactly um i talked with some people and they told me that um uh, you know on netflix they have these subtitles but um, they, they so yeah i've heard of that um but I don't have any interest in that. I don't know why people like to turn, I guess if you have usable, yeah. Okay, I guess to answer the question, I don't have enough vision for the subtitles. Mm -hmm. I guess I guess if you're watching foreign material, then you would want the subtitles. But I, I only speak English and French, so mm -hmm. I could only watch it if it was an English or French thing. But um, yeah, there there I haven't really, I haven't really played around with that feature too much or, or actually mm -hmm. at all. Yes. 
And I was going to ask something else about in movies in general, but Netflix, you know, because everyone um, is watching Netflix. Um, uh, I'm not sure how, how the word is, I don't remember, but there's something that describes the scene for you. So, oh, okay, where somebody like a professional narrator, like, um, kind of describes what is happening on the screen yeah, for some like uh you know the this tree is moving like this and the leaves are falling down peacefully yeah. all of that yeah so are you using this kind of stuff i also? you know when i when i was a little boy i had um a lot of movies like that but over time i lost interest in that there's um let me yeah there's a lot of websites you could look into um if I remembered them off the top of my head, I would tell you, but I don't. But there's a lot of websites you can go to to learn uh, to learn more about that and that that service and that feature. Do they do they have that in Germany for blind people in Germany where uh, they you they blind people can buy DVDs with like um, voiceover in German that like describes it for them? Well, yeah, but um, I think that. Um, it on Netflix too, so you can also use it on Netflix and mm. a lot of, um, you know, uh, not a lot of, but some um, people uh, who are blind told me that this is really helpful for them. And they Good. Really so, especially for movies that, you know, they don't talk too much. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's really nice because uh, they it is just describing what you were going to see, right? Mm. So, Mm -hmm. It's nice for them. So right. let's ask you also if you are using this or not, because that would be also interesting. I I don't. I just I don't I don't have the that for some reason I don't have that interest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So. Uh. So I just want to uh, you know make a sum up. Um. Do you want to share something that could help me design more accessible interfaces? Well, the better question, what do you want to build? <laughs> so um, I build, you know, right now uh, on my um, free time, mostly on my free time, I build uh, health-related products. But on my work, I just, you know, I just build regular websites. So um, e-commerce, as you said, websites or uh, applications. Um Right now, I'm building an application like a mood tracker. Um, so, in general, like whatever, if you want to give me an um, like an opinion or something that would help me, whatever that is. Well, um, I think what what blind people would need are the same thing that anyone else would need. I think certainly websites that connect us with healthcare. Um, not just in these trying times, but any, any times blind people need to have access to their medical records uh, in a private way. So any advancement that you can make, uh, if you make one advancement, that would, that would be a million more in, in that. So yeah, I think that's a critical area of research. Um, uh, basically, you know, health informatics, you know, connect, connecting the hospital with with the patient and doing so in a private and an encrypted way and an encrypted way yeah. yeah it's a big it's a big problem uh for blind people they complain um and say a lot of times that doctors have a hard time giving them you know confidential medical information 
So it's, it's really important. Mm -hmm. I see. And mm -hmm. so, <laughs> okay. No problem. And so, uh, would you want people to know something about uh, blind or visually impaired people that they don't know? Sure, sure. So, I mean, it's it's kind of an ironic question because the people who listen to my podcast are other blind people who already know me. But I suppose um, <laughs> if once you get this episode and, and once you share it, which I hope you will share it in Germany so we can get more listeners in Germany, I, I ho hope you will. I do. Um, I mean, I am, uh, I, I am uh, really active on Twitter. So I will. Oh, say. I'm really. Oh, well, then. Well, then you've just committed yourself to following me when I tweet you back this episode. <laughs> um, that would be that. In fact, that would be really cool for me to see you tweet that out in German to see some some German tweets about this this podcast that would be that would be really inspirational for me but basically um i mean socially speaking one of the one of the biggest issues i think having nothing to do with you know the uh the technology issue is that there's this constant struggle that blind people have dealing with with the ignorant people in in society now, both of us luckily live in countries with significantly fewer ignorant people, but I am, I am positive because I know that there are ignorant people in every country, so then there must be one ignorant person in Germany, just like there's at least one ignorant person in the United States, you know. So mm -hmm. I think really it's about the society. The, the society needs to, and I was, I was watching a YouTube video uh, just before I ate my ate my dinner about this exact type of thing. It was a, a blind lady. And she was saying that society really needs to stop doing two things. They need to stop complimenting us and they need to stop feeling sorry. Because I will tell you that I never compliment myself for any of my achievements, even the achievements that are that are impressive. I don't compliment myself. I don't promote myself. And I never feel sorry for myself because that's not the way to live in life. So that's really what you could tell other people is just that stop complimenting and stop feeling sorry and just go about, just go about your business just as if we are and are normal people. Mm -hmm. And luckily, luckily you're German, you're in Germany. So you have significantly fewer problems. Um, but in many countries, they have very severe problems with this. Mm -hmm. I see. So what are, why are you saying not to compliment? It's excellent. Good, good, good feedback. It's because you know why? Because if, if I'm a blind person and I am doing something that anyone else could do or should do, then there's no need to compliment. Should, should I compliment a sighted podcaster and say, well, you're sighted, you're a podcaster? Because that's what it would be like if someone complimented me and said, wow, that's amazing because you're blind and a podcaster. So yeah. that's, that's the reason. And, and that, was a really good, that was a really good response to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Excellent. Great. And yeah, and I've noticed that a lot also, like and not only with blind people, but mm. uh, with people with a hearing loss also. Or yeah, I I I'm really quite fed up with I'm I'm fed up with all of the all of the problems and all of the situations that people with disabilities face in the world, but it all relates to people being ignorant or just being, just being, being foolish and just, you know, and, and the, and the other thing is that pe people need to mind their own business. 
you know, need to spend a lot less time worrying about us because more than not, we're the, we're the people who are doing just fine with the way things are. So, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I see. Um, well, um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I would never thought like uh, that complimenting someone would be irritating. It, well, I, I'm glad, well, you know what, as a teacher, Hermione, I'm glad, I'm glad I taught you that because it is, um, it, it, it's totally fine, Hermione. So I'm, I'm glad you're, I'm glad, see, if my podcast, Aaron's Opinion, if I can just teach one person one thing, one really interesting thing, then I really enjoyed the episode. So the teachable moment is that, yes, complimenting people in oftentimes can be perceived as quite condescending, annoying, and rude. Mm -hmm. More often than not. Um, if I do something extraordinary, you know, if I all of a sudden taught myself how to build a website that was better than some of your websites, then you could certainly reach out to me on Twitter and compliment <laughs> me and say, wow, Aaron, I need to compliment you. Your website was a lot better than mine and I couldn't do that myself. So that would be a meaningful compliment. But not to worry, that would never happen because I have no interest in building websites. I'll leave that to you. But that's, that's why complimenting people can be rude. I don't know. And I think it's about the culture too. It, it varies from country to country. Um, yes. Yeah, or for example, um, I, I don't know if that's uh, really related, but, um, you know, I'm seeing people a lot of time, you know, when they see a blind person on the road, they always trying to help them go around and go run and help them, for yeah, example. That's rude that, too. Yeah. yeah. Not, and it's, and by the way, that's, so that's very, 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 very dangerous because the blind person doesn't know who's helping them. And it's also dangerous for that person who's helping because the person who's helping is not paying attention for themselves to themselves. That's all very dangerous. So don't do that. Yeah. Listeners don't, don't, don't just don't do that. It's not safe. That's, that's really interesting because, you know, um, I don't think that people um, do this because um, I think it's ignorance, like you said, but not. Well, no, they, no, the helping. No, if, if they're genuinely in a public place, if they're genuinely trying to be helpful, that can be fine. That's great. But do so sparingly, as mm -hmm. we say in English, do so very sparingly, very infrequently. Um, you like that? Y yes. I see. Yeah, that's really interesting. Honestly. Yeah, well, uh, I think I finished with my questions. Wow. Okay. Well, this is, well, this is great. So, I mean, how have things been going in the blind and visually impaired support group? How many other people responded to your post, by the way? Oh, uh, well, I, I was really, really happy about this because a lot of people responded and I, I didn't expect that because, you know, I, I was thinking about to make this whole blog and um, I thought to myself, okay, so where should I go and find people to help me? And I thought about the Facebook groups because I already, um, you know, followed, not followed, but I was already a member in some groups like this. And I thought, okay, I will make a post. And I was really nervous about that because I thought that no one will un would answer to me. But yeah, a lot of people answered and sent me a message. A lot of people emailed me their answers because I, you know, I already, um, I made the questions on the post and they just sent the answers on my email account. And that was great. Really, that was really, really helpful. I, I didn't expect that. 
so yeah mm. <laughs> and you also and you know invite me to your podcast which uh, i also didn't expect that that was one <laughs> yeah what did yeah by the way I'm, i have to wonder i've never asked the question this way what what did you think did, did did you think this podcast was a real thing or did you think this was just some <laughs> comment just some just some scammer right you know, I, I, when i uh you know when i read your message and heard your voice message the first thing Uh, that I did was not answering you, but I called my uh, my boyfriend and I told me to go to their podcast. <laughs> Do you believe this? And he said, "Oh my God, yeah." <laughs> so then I answered to you and said. Of course, of course, I will come. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's a riot. That that's so. That's really what happens when when because yeah, I find that the voice messages. What it does is it it really allows me to connect with the person and for me to say, look, I know it's strange to send some some random person a message, but here's why I'm real, and here's mm -hmm. here's why. Basically, I was telling you here's why you should listen to me because I have something real to do. And that's why I do that. And I think that a lot of people today are just sending out these, you know, texts and these messages that nobody responds to. But I find that I get a lot more done with the voice clips because it gets real, really fast. When you hear the person's voice, it, it makes it makes it all the more believable. And it, it really helps you to understand what I really what I was really wanting, which is you know, to make, to record an episode where if somebody's just texting, you know, back and forth, you know, you, you never, you never really know until you hear their voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I totally agree. That's why I also answered to you with a voice message. Now that was, that was also interesting <laughs> that you handled it that way. A lot of people answer with text. I've noticed that people are very, very, very shy uh, when, when answering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was also shy, but I thought, you know, <laughs> I like this way. So. <laughs> right. Right. I see. I see. All right. All right. Well, we're coming up on a break. What do you want to talk about when you come back? Um. So I think I would like to talk about um why um like why people um why <clears throat> web designers, for example, um don't make their websites accessible. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well, Hermione, you can, you can certainly talk about that. I'm Aaron Richmond. This is Aaron's opinion. This is Caroline Radio, 87.1 Bakersfield. And as I like to say, we'll be right back. You're number one for variety. We, 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 we are 87.1 Caroline Radio. I'm Aaron Richmond. This is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast on 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits. And also, by the way, on Blind Advocacy or Advocate Radio, Blind Advocacy Radio. Um, thank you so much to both of my stations and thank you to Luis and thank you to our uh, Armando for helping me to produce these episodes. And if you're listening on one of the pod podcasting platforms, uh, thank you for joining us. And if you're listening on YouTube, thanks. All right, we're back with Hermione from Germany. Um, before the break, she was saying how she wants to tell us more about why she feels uh, that companies get into this situation where they develop a product that's not really accessible in the first place. Yeah, let's talk about that. Go right ahead. 
Okay, thank you for explaining it with a more in a more fancy way because I'm not in um, native in English. So well, you're you're welcome. And it wasn't. And by the way, it wasn't. It wasn't a fancy way that was. I was explaining it in 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 a more of a English way. <laughs> more. It was more of an English way of explaining it. Okay. Yes, you are welcome for that. Okay. Okay. Um. So. Um. Let me see. So, the more I worked on this field. Um, the more I understood how much accessibility is left aside. Uh, I saw that designers, and not only designers, but uh, a lot of people who are in charge of what we experience in the web, are just using simple guidelines, like make the letters bigger, for example, or um, just put more contrast there. So I think that that's not enough. Uh, so before you launch a product, uh, you have to test it. So uh, that's how we do it, right? So before you launch something, um, even the smallest thing, you have to test it on users first. And the thing is that uh, a few people test these products, like applications, for example, uh, on blind or visually impaired people. So... Um, we have uh, no idea how they interact with these products, how they navigate through them or um, what their struggles are. So uh, that's also why I wrote some articles uh, about accessibility. And I saw that a lot of people read them. And that's why I also decided to start a blog with uh, real interviews to, you know, just to raise awareness and to show that uh, things can get better on the internet and yeah I mean uh, the first the first problem for me is that um, there is no clear objective guidance on what uh, constitutes uh, an accessible website right so there's not uh, enough clarity in the law to know what is um, accountable and um, it's it's hard to blame someone in particular. So on the one side, uh, we have small companies, startups, agencies, let's say, and they want to create interfaces, websites or applications uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, and of course, low in cost, right? And for them, um, time costs money. So they just skip the accessibility part because uh, who has time slash money for that, right? So companies skip that part because of, I think, because of money, time, and ignorance. So that's about companies. And now on the other side, we have the web designers um, that accessibility is part of their job. It should be part of their job, right? Uh, because they are the web designers. Um, but they also choose to skip it. Most of the time because, as you said before, because of ignorance, because of they don't know. And as I said, there are um, guidelines, but they're a bit abstract for me and not so accurate. So sometimes it's also hard as a designer to stand up and say to your manager that, you know, 
I also need that X amount of time to make this platform accessible. And um, I don't know, it doesn't have to be like this because it should be part of best practice and not an additional line item to your website. So I think that web designers um, should stand up on this, should tell to their, you know, managers or whatever, whoever is, um, you know, um, uh, how can I say it, like above of them, um, should stand up and say something about it. Because as I said, um, most of the companies just, um, they don't have time, they don't have money for it, and they always make excuses. And I'm saying this, um, from experience, they will always make an excuse to skip that part. Like for example, that, okay, the contrast is okay, for example, or um, or the letters are big enough, so it should be okay. And it's never okay, as you can imagine. And then um, the third part that I want to talk about, it's, it, maybe it sounds a little harsh, but um, I believe that uh, blind people, visually, visually impaired people, should also take action on this. So when you cannot use a website, email them, ask them, like, why I cannot use your website? What happens with your website? Um, if they don't answer and if they ignore you, then just do something about it. Tweet about it. Tweet about that company. Tell people that their website is inaccessible. Write an article about it. Like, it's it's a bad thing that I will say, but just make them feel bad for not giving you access. Because I assure you that there is no uh, there is no web designer that uh, doesn't know that uh, they have to build something and if they build it they have to make it accessible everyone knows it that they have to make it accessible they choose uh, choose to ignore it yeah that's that's the thing that i want to say um especially to people that are listening that they have to do something about it when they have a problem when they struggle using something just um tell it just shout it write about it go to someone and tell about this problem so yeah so other people also know it and you know when it's about a problem people get together and uh, try to fix it right so i think that if more people learn about your struggle then the more people uh, you know know about your struggle i think that the more people are going to try and help you and not you but the the whole community right so yeah i spoke too much sorry not a problem no no worries at all i want my guests to speak a lot and all of the <laughs> advice you gave was good um, the the, re the greater reality in the United States is that blind people simply are are fed up with things not working. And so the greater reality is a blind person in America probably would not spend the time to email companies if you know if things aren't working. Um, if we're not able to access something, usually that organization either goes out of business or they lose our business. 
So um, that tends to be what what would happen. And the 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 speaking up, I mean, it's it's the right thing to say, but I'm I'm concerned on if it if it works because oftentimes it's ignored. At least at least in the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand why exactly. Like it it's an injustice, right? So. Um, well, but apparently, but apparently not, because it continues to happen, um, and it's it's ignored because companies can can because they can, because they can get away with it, and in the United States, um, we have uh, similarly in a sense to Germany, we have in America we have very uh, strict standards uh, for presenting legal cases, mm -hmm. so it would be very hard for a a single person to have a kind of a legal case or a formal complaint against any company yeah oftentimes if it's that bad it's it's a it's a group of people who are who are coming together against the company as a group but it would be quite i mean i'm sure it's happened but it would be quite unprecedented and quite unusual for a single person to go against a company single-handedly Simply, the person probably doesn't have enough money for a good enough lawyer, um, and a lawyer probably wouldn't take the case. Um, yeah. So it would, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, I I read about a story for um, for a person who uh, got into a court for I don't know if I'm um, can I say like a company a name of a company? Yeah, I think I can. Like. Uh, they went into the court with Domino's Pizza. I don't know if you've heard about this story because probably they, is it something that happened relatively recently? Yeah. Yeah, and, I I remember that one. Yeah. So yeah, they went in. They went into court with Domino's Pizza because their website was totally inaccessible. Mm -hmm. I remember that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I forget what now. What what was the result of it though? I, that's yeah, what I forget. They won, like not the Domino's Pizza, but the uh, the person who did the, you know, who went into court mm -hmm. won. So, I mean that I know it's hard, right? And um, everywhere it's hard. I think not only in America, but here also in Germany, it's really hard to just hire a lawyer and not especially for you know a normal person to hire a lawyer and go into court it's really hard and um it's really stressful so i'm not talking about going into court right um i'm talking about um make it like make it stand out write about it on twitter like right no no that no i no i certainly i i, I got that and my my point that i made made earlier was that a blind person in america would probably not spend the time to do it unless yeah. they felt that there was a group backing them you know we have limited time and oftentimes yeah. and and that is something that's frustrating that can happen in america that happens every day cases cannot be heard there's a lot of cases that probably should be heard and are not uh, because they just don't have the backing. They just don't have the money to back their side of the story. So it's mm -hmm. it's a way of, of creating a fair and, and as equal, as fair of, as possible of a justice system for our country, but still it's not perfect. Like any, like any form of government, you know, it's still, it's still flawed. So there's, there are many cases that are not heard that should be. Yes. Yes. So 
yeah i understand i totally understand i i'm just saying that you know um sometimes even a small thing helps like i said oh definitely write up write about it on twitter name the company right tag them right and as i said people when it's uh, when it's about these kind of things like um in Germany, we say solidaritet. So for, I don't know the uh, English word. Yeah, for solidar- solidarité in French, yeah. yeah. Yes. So when it's about that, you know, people are getting together and they fight for... A, ah, for ah unity, unity. Yes. Yeah, come to unity. Yes, we say in English, unity. unity. Yes. So I, I'm sure that um, people come together when it's for a good reason right so talk about it just say something about it stand stand for it right just don't say that you know uh, i couldn't use this and uh, i couldn't access in that website or whatever product it is right don't just say that it's okay i will use another thing no go and email them do something about it just stand up for your um you know in your position for example sure yeah that's that's good advice yes yeah i think that is the main thing that makes the difference because um people also don't know about it so they think that hmm, it's okay we will not get into the accessibility thing uh because you know um there is a small portion of people that have this problem but no it's not a small portion of people like a, a lot a, a millions of people are yeah. blind and are visually and, and growing in the number and this is a really a really great observation that the number is growing mhm 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 yes exactly, exactly Aaron. yeah <laughs> i think i spoke too much and i, I not a, you know <laughs> not at all doing great so um yeah and uh now and have have you been to the states many times me if i've been to the states yes no i've never been into uh, i've never been into states um but i uh, did i did like um remote school and oh you did you did mention that yes what can you tell us a little bit more about that that remote school Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, the name is Lambda School. Hmm. So it's like a bootcamp, but um, it's not a bootcamp. It's like a university. It's uh, I studied there for a year remotely from Germany. They are in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I learned the UX, so user experience. I also learned programming web developing uh, and you, you know it was quite an experience because it was really great and i think that they are already um you know making a program also for a, a blind and visually impaired people so they can also um you know uh, get trained and learn about web development and yeah it was it was really great it was for about a year so I started wow. like eight well, hours every day. Cool. Oh, that's quite a bit of material then for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I really started very, started very, very hard for it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. that's, well, that's good. 
That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. I've, I've never been to California, but many of the tech companies are, are based there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, uh, you know, if anyone wants to learn web development and programming, um, it would be uh, a good start. Lambda school. It's called again. It's a really good thing. And I've heard of it. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, I, I, I don't think we want just anybody learning it though. I think, I think we want people who have a genuine interest in that type of thing and the accessibility thing too. They should be interested in accessibility when they learn it, you know, that would be, that would be helpful. So, um, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, and how, I mean, how did you felt when uh, I posted on Facebook? Like, did you thought that I was like a, a crazy person that I do? No, 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 that's, that's a fair question to ask. No, your post was fine, Hermione. You didn't, you didn't um, say it in a strange way at all. And, um, but there are many posts that can get very strange um, from people trying to collect information. So, you know, in a very general sense, you, you should and need to be a, l a little cautious about it. But no, you were, you were fine with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything wrong with, with your post. Um, so, <clears throat> for example, how do you feel when uh, people are trying to learn more about blind? blind or when, they're, when they're genuine people like you, I feel good about it. When they're mm -hmm. the majority of people, I feel offended by it because they genuinely are not listening. They genuinely, they, they oftentimes are not, not truly caring and are often, oftentimes not really going to, to, to take action. But I can, I can tell simply because the main clue that you're going to take action is that you're willing to stay up late, late into the night in Germany and talk, talk to some guy on the other side of the world that you don't even know. So that in itself tells me that you're going to take action. You're going to follow me on Twitter. You're going to subscribe to, you're going to be one of my followers, followers on the podcast. And I, I tremendously encourage you. Um, I, I think that I, I have a really good, you know, you've brought really a really good energy. I really like your energy and the way that you approach the topic. So number one, you should be podcasting yourself, although I say that about everybody. So actually, I think I think I just lied. No, no, maybe, maybe, no, maybe you shouldn't be podcasting. Maybe that's not a good idea. But um, if you did, you would you would really do well in it. And I think that um, I think that this is, I think that you would also, what I was going to say is I think you would also benefit from going back to uh, my podcast mm -hmm. and listening to um, all of my other episodes because you would learn, yeah, you would learn a lot about blind people just from listening to all of my content. I tremendously encourage you to do that. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, um, I, it's on my to-do list. So I, I have a to-do list with things that I have to do. And this is on my to-do list, like to listen to your podcast because most are, most of them. Now there's a couple, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a couple that are long and over three hours long, but many mm -hmm. of them are 30 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And especially in the beginning, before I got up to the radio level and doing the interviews, most of my podcasts are 30 minutes because I find that 30 minutes is about the amount of time that someone's willing to sit, hold still and, and listen. You know, after 30 minutes, there your mind starts to wander. 
most so most so many of the episodes are 30 minutes so they could you could listen to it you know over over a meal you know while you know working out you know go walking somewhere in your town you know um it it could be really it's really easy for you to follow a podcast nowadays it is and it's not only that i'm interested into it it's that it's part of my job. So. And I, oh, and I, I appreciate that. And I hope that you will use my podcast as a tool to help you in, in your career. So if my podcast does that, that would be, that would be really cool. That would be really amazing. Exactly. You know, um, you know that a lot of uh, web designers, I are paying a lot of money um, just to go in uh, seminars, for example, or short courses about accessibility. Yeah. Things. But well, why don't well why don't you give them all those people who want to learn about that? Why don't you send them this episode, and say take a listen to this, because okay. I think I think you did a you did a magnificent job of focusing on your material and asking the right questions. Because I think, really, I think asking the right questions can really help someone a lot. And asking the wrong questions, by the way, can really hurt someone. But you asked the right ones. So for that, I am I am thankful for that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, you know, um, on my mind, uh, the questions that I've asked, uh, they were not so good, <laughs> you know, even though I, I, because I'm still learning, you know, and I, I'm trying to make the right questions, but, you know, on my mind, the questions were a lot of sure. generic. So. Well, listen, well, listen to me. So if you go back and listen to my episodes, listen to the way that I talk in my monologues, listen to the way that I ask questions and approach different topics. And that will give you the clues on how you can phrase questions, because that's mm-hmm. critical. It's about asking the right question at the right time, but it's about delivery. And when you master the two and, you know, as we say in English, when that's when the rubber, you know, the rubber hits the road, when you really master asking the right question, right way, right time, then you end up with a really interesting response. Mm-hmm. I yeah. See. Yeah. I will, I will, Aaron. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful that you had me in your podcast. I, I haven't told you that on the beginning, so I'm telling you this now. And yeah, thank you very, very much for having me here. Well, you are, you are very welcome. And I've only, um, I haven't been to Germany much. I went on a, my brother and I took a short uh, river cruise uh, through your country. And we've been to a couple of the small, small towns and small cities, but yeah, Germany is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. It is, it's a little bit cold right now. And I'm actually, I'm not from Germany. Uh, I was uh, uh, I was born in Greece, and you know ah. I was born and raised in Greece. Uh, and um, I so parents- can you so mm-hmm. can you so can you tweet about this uh, this episode in Greek? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know my parents are from Albania, so I'm originally from Albania also. So I can also tweet it on Albanian. <laughs> in Albanian. <laughs> that that would be that, that that would be interesting. Maybe I could get some comments in Albanian. That yes. that would be that would be odd. That would be cool. Yeah. International podcast. <laughs> well, that's well every well that's the whole point to make an inter- international thing of it. Yes, I only speak English and French though, so people can ask French questions or English questions. Mm-hmm. Have you learned French in school or? Uh, through necessity, um, my parents and I learned French in our lives, and we like to go to France. Uh, we like the southern cities like Nice and Montpellier and Aix and those places, and then the river. On the river cruise, 
when I was in Germany, we stopped in Strasbourg, Strasbourg, France for a day. Okay. Yes, it's yes, it's France, by the way. There's no, yeah. <laughs> if you're a French speaker, there's not, that's not really a good question to ask on a podcast, you know, is Strasbourg France or Germany? No, that's a, that's a bad question. Don't ask that. It's France. <laughs> <laughs> how do I, now, how do I know that? How do I know that? Because when I was walking around Strasbourg, I only spoke French. So it must have been France, right? <laughs> at least, at least that's just my opinion of it. I guess just like a podcast, this is my opinion. That's kind of how it works. But then again, I, I do the same thing in, in, in Italy too. When I go to Italy, I also speak French and most Italians understand French too. Yes. They do. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, no, they do in the, in the small city called Ventimiglia, which is near Nice, formerly known as Nisa the Italian community there has to speak French because the people, the Nisois, the people who live in Nice, they go to, to Ventimiglia to buy like cookies and like junk food and like purses. So the people who work in the markets have to speak, have to speak French. So yes, it's all very ironic, but even though I'm an American guy, when I was in Italy, I only spoke French. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I see that you also have an, an Italian accent. So you're, you're telling the Italian cities with an accent also. Every, everyone else was saying that too. Yes, I heard they, them being pronounced like that. Thank you. Yes, it's probably my second language of French has helped me to understand how Italian people would say Ventimiglia, Nisa, probably. Yeah. yeah, it's probably because I speak French that I'm able to replicate something similar, which is Italian. That's actually, that's actually really fascinating when, when we study that. I don't know, it sounds like next time when you come back, it sounds like next time when you come back, you're going to want to do some stuff with like Greek and Albanian. And I don't know, I should have you back so you can read something in Greek. I've never had that on a podcast before. Man, that would get the downloads up to get some Greek reading in here. That would be, <laughs> that would be something else. That would be something else. Well, anyway, uh, you have about, you have just about a minute, minute and a half, two minutes left before we end it. Any final, final big, big statements that you want to make to, to the world and our listeners? Yes, uh, I would like to say uh, that please, please um, do something uh, when you see that when you see injustice, just do something about it. When you see a, a website that it's inaccessible and you cannot access it, just say something about it to anyone, right? Even if it's your friend, even if it's on Twitter, um, even if it's you know to to go into court about it just do something about it don't leave it as it is that's yeah. that that's something that i i want to say well that's, that's wonderful i i think i think the point that our listeners took out of that is when you're in ventimiglia speak french right i'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry when you uh, do you also say like normal italian um uh words like this so if you want to say carbonara you say like you say no i don't i don't know i don't know i don't i don't have to say those i don't the only i, I don't have to say other italian words okay. just those cities because i went i went there and learned about the history no Strasbourg. Strasbourg is fascinating because the <laughs> before french and german they spoke they spoke alsatian i don't know do you think there's some old person in Strasbourg who could still speak alsatian I have no idea. My best friend uh, lives in Salzburg, but <laughs> yeah, not not Salzburg, but Stras Strasbourg. Ah, Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Yeah, 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 Strasbourg. <laughs> Strasbourg in French. Yes, yes. yes. Well, anyway, well, anyway, maybe maybe if they speak Alsatian, maybe they can come back and speak to me in Alsatian. I don't know. 
that would be pretty cool. Anyway, Hermione, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we, we really appreciate you staying up so late and helping us. And if you have any further questions, always come back and ask me. I'm always here to help. You've been listening to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion. I'm Aaron Richmond. She was Hermione from Germany. This is 87.1 Caroline Radio. And as I like to say, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow.
Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining and the grandest payouts now offering stay and play and all in packages including $50 free slot play VIP parking VIP casino access and more book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills must be 21 please play responsibly for help visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER